InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Recent research shows that older Americans are struggling to find housing with the accessibility and support they need. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. It can be hard to find housing that's workable for someone who uses a wheelchair or otherwise has trouble getting around. And as baby boomers age and need this type of housing, will they be able to find and afford it? A new report raises red flags and suggests all of us must pay attention to the issue. Joining us now is Jennifer Malinsky, lead author of Housing America's Older Adults 2018 by the Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies. Ms. Malinsky, I was surprised to read in your study that only about 3% of homes are so-called accessible, that is, set up for people with disabilities. How does that compare to the number who are going to need accessible housing as the baby boomers keep getting older? It is too few. We looked at three features of accessibility, whether one could get into the house without going upstairs, whether one could navigate a wheelchair through hallways and doorways, and whether there's a bathroom on the first floor and found that, as you say, just over 3% of our housing units in the United States have those three features. And that doesn't even include other important things that people would need, such as no steps between rooms, doorknobs that are easy to open, other features like that. And... Tell us about the serious gaps your study found between what some older adults have saved for retirement and what they're going to need as they age. We're concerned that older adults in the baby boom generation and the younger people following are not as prepared as their predecessors were for retirement. So we have more older adults going into older ages with mortgages on their homes, including people in their 80s and beyond. And we know that when you have a mortgage on your home, you're more likely to face affordability problems. We know that there's the changes in how we save. Fewer people have pensions. And we also have seen that Social Security increases have not been keeping up with rent increases. So there's a lot of warning signs that make us concerned that we'll have more people struggling to afford housing in the coming years. And when people do do that, when they don't have enough to pay for housing or they must take it from somewhere else, we see that they cut back on food, on health care, and on transportation, which all, of course, affect their well-being. The rule of thumb had been to pay no more than 30% of your income on housing, but older adults are probably not hitting that mark as regularly as they used to. That's right, especially in the older ages. And those in their 70s and 80s, we see that these people paying more than 30%, and in many cases more than 50% of their income, have been increasing. And when you get to the population 80 and over, it's over half of all renters and over half of all homeowners who still have a mortgage are paying more than 30% of their income on housing. So your study showed a trend in older adults doubling up, that is, living either with kids or even people who are not relatives? Yes, the so-called golden girls trend after the TV show, people living with roommates. It's still a small percentage of the older population. Most people are living as a couple or as a single person, actually. We do have a lot of single-person households. But that doubling up or living with a roommate has increased as a share. And so we expect that that will be something going forward, whether it's out of a desire to have company or perhaps to you know live with family. It's a value your family has, but also out of financial necessity. It's quite a wake-up call for people in their 20s and 30s to save for retirement, isn't it? It is, and one thing that we have found is that those who own homes typically have much more wealth saved up by the time they're in retirement. So 
people in their 50s to mid-60s have literally 60 times the net wealth of someone who is a renter of that age. Now, that doesn't mean that renters aren't saving. It's just typically that they haven't been able to. But it does show that there's some stark differences between owners and renters and that those have implications for retirement and for the funds that you might be able to draw upon. We're visiting with Jennifer Malinsky, Harvard University researcher, regarding a new study of housing and finances among older Americans. In terms of solutions, could simple remodeling of existing housing, making it accessible, put a big dent in the problem? It could, and there is certainly a growing market for people to make the modifications to their homes that would allow them to live there more easily and safely in their older ages. Some houses are more easily modified, of course. But one thing that communities are doing across the country here and there are creating these ordinances that require that new housing be built with some minimal amount of accessibility features or that they be built to be easily adapted later on. So that would be a solution going forward to think about our new housing stock. But certainly modification of the existing is going to be necessary if people want to remain in their current homes. And without addressing the politics of this, and you just talked about one possible solution, are lobbyists already working on housing for seniors? And do you know of any pending legislation? There's legislation that I know about, but it hasn't moved recently. There was a proposal in the House to create a $30,000 tax credit that would allow people to use those funds to create modifications that would allow them to age in place. So that's the only federal, and it's a big effort that I know of. It hasn't moved in the recent past, but it doesn't mean that it can't. That certainly would help people to make the changes that they need to remain in place. Because as you hinted, some of these are easy to make. Some things are relatively easy to change. Changing out doorknobs, for instance, for the lever rather than the knob, which can be harder to turn, for instance. But other things, you know, if you're on a second floor and you don't have a bathroom on your first floor, those things can be quite difficult. And seniors do try to help themselves. We were talking before about the finance issue. I see that a good number either work or are looking for jobs. And how does that compare with years past? That's true. There's a growing number of older adults who are working past the traditional, typical retirement age of 65. We see that many people are working into their 70s and beyond, and that has probably helped to bring up the income of that group. So it's interestingly, those in their 50s to 64 who've had the most lags in income growth, the most lags in wealth, the steepest decline in home ownership since the recession of all those over 50. So people who are in their 70s and beyond who are still working, and many of those who are still working are those with college degrees. So the more educated you are, the more likely you are still to be working. They are, in some sense, doing okay in terms of their finances. It's the seniors of tomorrow, those who haven't yet retired, where we have some concerns about their abilities to pay for housing in the future as well as all their other necessities. Necessities such as health care or other types of services. Yeah, out-of-pocket health care, food. And I noted in your report that natural disasters are particularly tough on seniors' ability to get what they need, aren't they? Absolutely. Natural disasters such as hurricanes, the wildfires that we've been seeing are very difficult in terms of evacuation. It can be harder for older people to evacuate in terms of relocating if they need to relocate. And even in those weeks, and unfortunately in some places, as we've seen, even months after a disaster, 
the disruptions to medical care can be devastating, not being able to get to your doctor, not having electricity, not having air conditioning. It depends on where you are, but all of these things can be particularly difficult for a vulnerable population. Jennifer Malinsky, Harvard University researcher, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.